Katie Elker, the money coach at katieelker.com and your host of the Financially Free Females podcast. Today I am coming at you and want to talk to you about how to survive on one income after baby. So obviously if you don't have a child or you're not planning on having children or your children are grown, then this might not completely make sense, but I hope you stick around because there's actually some good general financial tips in this podcast that I want to share. So I'm going to jump right into it like always. So I had some inspiration for this podcast and it's also a post on my blog because I, a lot of times I'm hearing women talk about how they don't want to go back to work or they, you know, don't want to go back to work, um, whether that's with their first baby or their second or the third or the fourth, wherever it may be. And I think that that it like honestly kind of breaks my heart and I can totally relate because I did go back to work with my first child after uh, five months of leave. I went back four days a week and I slowly started cutting back to three days into two days and then um, I left my um, job as a financial planner with the broker dealer that I was with. So while not everybody wants to stay home part-time or full-time and it's maybe not feasible for everybody. I wanted to share a little bit about our story and how we are surviving on mostly one income after having our first child. So I actually, I want to preface this with, I actually really love working. I've always worked since I was 15. Working gives me purpose, even as a teacher when I have the summers off. And I say that word lightly because if you're a teacher, you know, that's not really, (laughs) that's not really true. You have lots of things to do over the summer. Um, But I used to get the summer blues during teaching and a lot of it was because I didn't have like a set purpose, a set agenda um, for, you know, for that day. So this might sound strange if you hate working, if you hate your job, but I know that I'm definitely not the only person that feels this way. So I quit my teaching job, gosh, I think it's like over three years now, and I did not expect, and I, and I quit it to go into entrepreneurship, if you will, to go into financial planning. And I did not expect to leave that industry after the birth of our first child. So I actually was in in the industry for two and a half years. And although it was much more challenging than having a steady teaching job, financially speaking, I definitely wouldn't trade it. I have learned so much about entrepreneurship. I um, it really helped like spark my love for it. It helped me begin this career as a financial coach. Um, it's really like helped me be who I am today. And so, um, you know, after our daughter was born in May of 2017, I took five months off from financial planning. Um, and I had some short-term disability. I think it was like six weeks of short-term disability. And I, I went back to coaching soccer that October or that, excuse me, that August. And then I, um, in October after the season was over, I went back to, to working in the firm. And um, although I was a financial planner working on my own schedule, I had my, you know, had my mom help with childcare four days a week. Then I slowly dropped down to three and to two. And like I mentioned, I said goodbye Officially, it was um, this past February. So I know everybody's different on, you know, their viewpoints on childcare, and I'm definitely not here to change your mind one way or the other. Um, I'm definitely not against childcare. My husband, and I have been fortunate enough to have my mom help us with childcare, and um, I know that that's not the case for everybody. So that's actually what I wanted to talk to you about today was, you know, when I stopped working, and although I'm doing some freelancing and some things from home, my income is very variable, if you will. So we don't really get, we don't bank on that. So we plan on paying everything out of my husband's income, um, you know, all the bills and all the planning comes off that. So I want to talk to you and give you a quick rundown of how we're managing to survive on one income. So 
this is, again, this can be for you if you are, um, you know, you're really career driven like I was and you're surprised that you wanted to be home with your child more than building a career. Or for those of you who know you want to stay home with your first baby or maybe your second or third or fourth or whatever, or even for those of you who are just looking for ways to save more money and be a little bit more, um, you know, financially wise, um, some of these tips could apply to you as well. So uh, let's get into it. So there's uh, let's see if I've got six steps um, and I'm going to just kind of um, go through them here one by one. So the first step is to not upgrade until after you've had a child. So I'm talking about a house here specifically, but it could also be a car, you know, just any major expenses doing, you know, remodeling your home, whatever it might be. So um, this really helped us. So my husband and I have lived in this house for over four years and a lot of our friends have upgraded houses um, since they bought their first home. And while that's really awesome and we would love to do that too, especially having a dog and a baby now and having another one on the way. Um, we didn't want to upgrade until we knew a little bit more about how our financial situation was going to play out post baby. And um, if you think you want to stay home with the baby full or part time, I definitely recommend not making any major moves or renovations or purchases until the kid has arrived and you can evaluate your financial situation post post baby. So that's the first one. Don't upgrade until after you've had a child. The second one is to understand that there will be trade-offs. So my husband and I really love traveling. We, every year, book an international trip. We go for at least a week and a half to two weeks, and we love it. We, we thoroughly enjoy ourselves. But since having a baby, we haven't made any international or extended trip plans, and we likely um, won't be in the near future. So although, you know, we both love traveling, we love exploring other cultures and, and countries, it's just not something that's super feasible for us to spend money on with one main income. And right now, honestly, I'm okay with that. Um, we we know we'll return to international traveling. We'd love to take our children abroad. Um, so we know we'll get back to that in the future. And we're happy, you know, but for now, we're happy with our long weekend trips when we can sneak them in, you know, visiting friends that have moved to different parts of the States. And um, yeah, so again, that's just, that is one of our trade-offs. There's others as well, but that's one of the main ones that I can think of. And so again, step number two is understanding that there will be trade-offs. Number three is to know your numbers. So I am super passionate about this. This is what I help people with in my coaching practice, but helping people understand what is coming in and what is going out every month. So personally, my husband and I use Mint. I organize everything. I categorize our spending. I track our budgets and I cannot recommend it highly enough. I love that it just syncs automatically to your bank accounts and can give, can give you real-time information. So it can super help me um, you know, understand where we've overspent over the course of the month, what we can cut back on, how we're doing financially at any given moment. Like I mentioned, it's all linked real-time. And so knowing your numbers before you... Uh, well, it's important in general, but before you have a child is really important to understand because your numbers are going to change after having a child. And it's really important to kind of crunch the numbers and see, you know, what you can do to, um, you know, make work if you want to stay home full or, or part-time. Okay. So number four is finding ways to save money that will work for you. So for us, something that we've really, um, got it hard, especially the last, like I would say month or two is menu planning and grocery shopping and having that done on the weekends. Um, or just even at the beginning of the week. So if we don't have a solid game plan going into the week, it's way too easy to grab takeout or go out to eat after a long day when we haven't, you know, we, then it's so difficult to make the decision of what do we want to eat and then have to go to the store and then act home and cook. And a lot of times before we had baby, we wouldn't eat dinner till eight o'clock. And while sometimes we still eat that late and feed baby before, it's so much nicer to just be able to eat with her before, you know, we get her ready for bed. And so... Um, that's one way that we, you know, have, that's helped us to 
not go, you know, eat takeout or go out to eat as often. Um, but for others, it could be even going down to one car. I know that's super scary. And for a lot of people, it seems impossible. Um, but I honestly think that my husband and I could probably do without one car. Sure, I'd probably have to drop him off at work or he'd have to carpool or take public transit. But um, I think that it's something that we could do. We aren't discussing it right now, but I've definitely thought about it. Uh, it could be cutting out unnecessary subscriptions, buying used things instead of new. So I've been looking for a planter, like a nice planter for outside our home. And all the ones I found are like hundred plus dollars, but there's one on Facebook marketplace. And although it's a bit of a drive, it's only $25. And I love going to thrift stores. You can find a lot of new things that have the tags on from the stores at thrift stores. And it's such a good deal. So again, number four is finding ways to save money that will work for you. Okay. So number five is planning ahead. This one is really tricky and honestly, not one of my strengths, but it's thinking about what do you have coming up? That's going to cost money. So we have three weddings in this, you know, this season in the fall, Um, we also have an event appointment coming up where our dog has to have some shots. Um, it could be that you have like your biannual, like if you pay insurance twice a year, your insurance payments, um, for your car, whatever it might be coming up. Um, but if you mark these down in a calendar or, you know, wherever it is that you keep track of things, then you won't be so blindsided when the expense comes up and you'll have, um, you know, an idea that it's coming. Not only that, but I would try to add a savings category where you start funneling money into for unexpected, and I'm using air quotes right now, for unexpected expenses. Um, It's not your emergency fund. It's not like an emergency that comes up, but it's things that you kind of forget about, like those insurance premiums, that vet bill, like that's maybe for routine, you know, your dog has to have annual shots or whatever it may be. Um, But for um, unexpected expenses, so that, uh, because I always laugh, like we always are like, oh, that was like a more expensive month in this category. And that was a more expensive month in this category. But when you like look at it um, from month to month, there's always unexpected things that happen. So that's number five is to plan ahead. All right, number six is to adopt the short-term pain for long-term game as your mantra. So you might not be able to take all the vacations or buy all the things that you used to be able to, or even honestly save as much for retirement as you'd like currently. Um, But the satisfaction of being home full or part-time, if that's what you really want to do, is going to be totally worth it. So my husband and I, yes, we don't have as large of savings as we used to. We, um, you know, have, I mentioned that we're not planning any longer vacations, right? There's things that I would definitely want to buy or get for around the house that I don't buy. Um, And while that can be kind of a pain, right? It's that short-term pain um, for, if you will, long-term gain. Like I know that our financial situation is not always going to look like this. We'll both be working full-time again. But for now, it's the years go by so fast. Our daughter is already almost a year and a half. And um, I just, like for us, like this is a priority and is it's super awesome that I can work my business and be home. Um, and although it's not for everybody, if it's something that you you know, have on your heart and you really want to do, I encourage you to try these things and see if you can make it work. So that being said, um, that's all I've got for you today. I would love to hear from you. If you're already uh, at home part-time or full-time and you have anything to add, if you um, are not home, but you'd like to, I'd love to hear what questions you have, or if any of these, um, you know, topics you found to be interesting and to be helpful, whether you have children you want to stay home with or not, Um, Let me know. DM me on Instagram. You can find me at Katie, K-A-T-I-E, Elker, O-E-L-K-E-R. So again, that's Katie Elker. My last name starts with an O. It's silent, K-A-T-I-E, O-E-L-K-E-R. 
Other than that, leave me a review on iTunes. Let me know if you like this podcast, if you want to hear more like this, if there's other topics for episodes that you want to hear about. I love, love hearing from you and I want to be able to serve you in the best way that I can. So that being said, I'm going to do likely do a part two on this. So stay tuned for that. Um, But until then, happy saving and we will talk soon.